Are you ready to be inspired, challenged, and strengthened in your faith walk? Are you ready to get breakthrough from those old cycles and thought patterns that you just can't seem to get freedom from? Then you've come to the right place. You are going to get freedom, you are going to get breakthrough, and you are going to get healing because that's the life that Jesus paid for. This podcast is not just talk. We're going to live it. My name is Jillian Ahonen, and I am so excited for what God's going to do for our time together today. Let's get our hearts ready for today's word. Hello, welcome to Not Just Talk with me, Jillian Ahonen. Today, we are going to talk about recognizing tests and then passing them because the goal is to pass the test. And yes, there are tests every day, all day. We get hit with tests and challenges that reveal to us if we're living by the spirit, if we're living by the flesh. And it's an opportunity for each one of us to choose in the moment of testing to recognize it, yield to the Holy Spirit, not respond out of our old nature, but out of our new spirit-empowered self to be like Christ and produce his fruit. And let me just tell you, it's not easy. It is hard. But the freedom that comes when you understand what spiritual maturity actually looks like and what it actually means you are going to be so ready to take on every test and challenge that comes your way because you know the freedom that it's going to produce and the fruit that it's going to produce and the fact that you are going to live this life not triggered is the freedom that Jesus paid for. He freed us from ourselves. A lot of times we just think salvation means our ticket to heaven and we're forgiven and we're redeemed and then life challenges come our way and we have the emotions that come alongside of it and we instantly go to God and we're wanting him to fix the problem or fix the person that's triggering us. And uh, sometimes we even blame the devil, right? We're like, what door did I open? Or I'm dealing with warfare. And we blame our responses and our actions and our behaviors and our thoughts and our words on outside circumstances instead of understanding what God is trying to produce in us is the righteousness of Christ. That's spiritual maturity. It's not how long we've been a Christian, how old we were when we prayed the prayer, how many days a week we're at church, how many different ministries we're plugged into, how many events we go to, how many Christian podcasts we listen to, but do we look like our Father in heaven? Are we producing the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Are we, coming, are we becoming more and more like him going from glory to glory? Or are we still living out of the flesh, our emotions and out of our old nature instead of wearing the righteousness of Christ and learning and understanding what it means to actually work out our salvation and live in the fullness and the freedom that Jesus paid for? I wrote this down this morning. Spiritual maturity means we are manifesting the fullness of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit in us so that what comes out of us in the pressing moments doesn't look like our old self. We sound and we look like him. But in order to do that, we have to recognize the tests. We cannot blame the person that triggered us. We cannot blame the situation that we're living in or experiencing or that blindsiding moment that came and smacked us in the face. Those are the tests and the challenges that we need to learn to recognize so that we understand what it looks like to yield to the Holy Spirit instead of reacting out of the emotion that we're feeling. Yield to the Holy Spirit, ask for his help, and allow him to work in us and through us so that what comes out of us is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, long-suffering, and self-control. Those are the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I may have missed one. I may have doubled one because this is 
off the top of my head, but I think I listed them all. <laughs> anyway, that's the point. The point is to produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit so that what comes out of us looks like that new spirit-empowered life. I love the imagery that the message version paints for us in James 1, 2 through 4. These are my life passages, not because they're my, well, that's not true. I used to hate them. Now I love them because I understand what God's trying to do through the testing and the challenge, through the pressing, through the crushing, and through those hard squeezing moments that we all experience. Sometimes we experience them multiple times in a day. Sometimes we can have a pretty smooth day that doesn't squeeze us. But let's read what James says. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature, well-developed, not deficient in any way. And that's James 1, 2 through 4 out of the message translation. Here's the thing. We can get out of these tests and challenges prematurely. Prematurely meaning we're missing that moment. We're missing the opportunity to grow in spiritual maturity. We've already addressed what spiritual maturity is. I'm actually going to pull out of my book, Ripple Effect, and read to you. I was coming at it from a different perspective um, in Ripple Effect, but it fits. So I'm going to share it with you because it's really good stuff. Okay. If you have not picked up my book, you need to, because if you're wondering why you're still dealing with some same things, we really undo a lot of the way we've done church that is not producing the righteousness of Christ in each of our lives that is costing us so much freedom that Jesus paid for. It's costing us that intimate relationship that Jesus paid for where we can go boldly and confidently to the throne room of grace, where we can live empowered by the spirit. We undo all of it so that you can walk in that light free life that Jesus paid for. Again, this is um, out of my book, Ripple Effect. This is in chapter, I don't even know what chapter it is. Radiating his glory. What chapter is this? We'll get it. Chapter two. I should know that. I know that's really bad. Okay. Chapter two, ripple effect, radiating his glory, page 76. Do you realize that you can find a way out and bypass the refining process altogether? Most are actually continually looking for a way out of the purification process and don't even realize it. When we're experiencing something incredibly uncomfortable, it's the beginning of the vital crucifying of the flesh that unlocks something incredibly supernatural and life in the spirit is established. We cannot live by the spirit without crucifying the flesh, and we cannot crucify the flesh until we're pressed on all sides, forcing it out of us. Most feel the sting of their flesh being crushed and retreat or find a way out. Finding a way out is actually easy. We can leave our job. We can ditch relationships. We can harbor unforgiveness, numb out, binge eat, busy ourselves, develop bad or seemingly good habits to avoid what we're feeling. Anything we, anything that we can grab hold of that brings comfort to our flesh is a way out. It's yielding to the flesh instead of the spirit at work in us. Avoiding the process and looking for ways out to keep our flesh comfortable is costing us spiritual maturity. And James clearly says that when we yield to this process of tests and challenges, the end result is that we are not lacking in any area. We become spiritually mature. So there you have it. All right. So are you ready to start recognizing the tests in your life? 
Are you ready to yield to the Holy Spirit and actually live in the freedom that Jesus paid for? I'm telling you right now what feels incredibly uncomfortable when we choose to yield to the Holy Spirit instead of respond out of our emotion. This this incredible and powerful freedom breaks out from within us and it is the most empowering feeling because now we are no longer victims of outward situations. We're victorious in Christ Jesus. And realize when you start passing those tests, when you start recognizing that test that's coming, that's giving you an opportunity to yield to the Holy Spirit, you're not going to have to keep repeating and, and having the same tests over and over again. You're going to experience that true freedom where that now that area that used to trigger you is just fruit of the Spirit. Imagine not living life triggered. Imagine not feeling out of your emotions all the time and you're up and down and up and down and one minute you're fine and the next minute you're not and one minute you're fuming angry and the next minute you're okay and then all of a sudden you're sad and you're insecure and you're feeling all of these different things and you're responding. Listen, we've made a lot of excuses. We've become very messy in our walks with Jesus and we're not really understanding that that stuff is not supposed to be in our lives anymore. Not as new creations in Christ Jesus. I've bought into some of these things that I hear a lot of my fellow brothers and sisters saying, and I used to say them too. So I'm just going to be really transparent. This has been a journey. This isn't something that I came to overnight. This wasn't a revelation that somebody taught me a human anyway, the Holy Spirit did. The Holy Spirit started to show me through the word of God that I have a responsibility as a Jesus follower, and that is to die to myself, to crucify the flesh so that I can understand what it means to live by the Spirit. I used to fall into the trap like many of my brothers and sisters and say things like, well, I'm not Jesus when it comes to you know, responding better, behaving better, not reacting out of my emotion, not thinking thoughts I shouldn't be thinking. You know, the list is endless. Well, I'm not Jesus and I, you know, I, I'll forgive, but I'm not going to forget, you know, and all these things that we say instead of understanding that the way what we're experiencing is actually a test that produces that perseverance and that maturity that that God is actually inviting us into because it really is true freedom. We even do things like, well, make sure that you surround yourself with the people who are going to encourage you and not take from you. And, you know, it's a give and take. And if, and if people are just taking from you and they're stripping you and they're taking advantage of you and they're, you're me they're messing with your peace, you know, just like all of these things that we say, when in reality, we're supposed to be getting everything from that life-giving well that we have through Jesus, where we shouldn't be walking around dry and empty vessels that need somebody to give to us. We should be getting everything that we need from the throne room, from our Heavenly Father, from the Holy Spirit that's within us. We've got to stop making these excuses. We've got to go to the Word and understand what we have now that Jesus paid the price and restored us back to our original design. He went back and he restored what was stolen in the garden through sin, through deception, through manipulation, the original design that we were supposed to live from and that close intimate walk that we're supposed to have with God where there's nothing separating us anymore. That's what Jesus paid for. That's what he restored for us. That's the redemption power of the blood. 
And that's what we need to learn to walk in. Like I was saying, as I started reading my Bible and I started to, to just let the Holy Spirit speak to me, I just, I tuned out all of my own, my own emotions, to be honest with you. And, and, and what's interesting is it was during this season, the Holy Spirit was showing me what I've been invited into, this freedom that Jesus paid for to no longer be under the oppression of my situation or outward circumstances or the incredibly messy person I was married to. He was a drug addict behind closed doors. I didn't know, not until later anyway, but his drug addiction, he he would go into rages. He was abusive. He was unfaithful. There was a lot of emotional ugh, roller coasters coming from him. He was very angry. If I asked him a question like, where were you today? And, you know, because he felt guilt because he wasn't at work like he said he was, he would respond out of emotion. He would throw things. He would slam doors. He would punch holes in the wall. All I did was say, where were you today? Because he'd have a sunburn, (laughs) you know, weird stuff like that. And I'm not going to lie. I would emotionally react. I would feed off of his emotions. I would defend why I asked the question. I would challenge him a little bit more and then he would get go into a greater rage and sometimes that meant he would hurt me, um, which is abuse. It's not okay. It doesn't even matter if I'm now crying or emotional or responding back out of my emotions. His behavior and his actions weren't okay. But here's what I did. I left my water way over there and I'm thirsty. So we're going to pause and we're going to come back. (laughs) See, it's cool editing. I can just chop off when I'm like super close to the camera and it's all, anyway, I got my water. Anyway, where was I? Responding out of emotion. I am not, when I share this, let me just back up for a minute. When I share this, I am not sharing this in a way that is giving him excuses for his behavior. Okay. So I want to be really careful. Um, I was in an abusive situation and and God did release me from that marriage and I had to get out. I had to get my kids and I into safety. But I want to share with you what was happening. And and I might get emotional, but I'll tell you right now, the emotion that you're going to see in me is a sweetness of what I found in Jesus and the empowered life of living in the spirit in the most overwhelming, oppressive, emotionally exhausting season of my life. And it's not coming from a place of bitterness or old pain. I really am free. Jesus has healed me. He's healed my mind. He's healed my heart. And it's powerful. But it was during this season where I was just diving into the word. I started to see and understand through the Holy Spirit, my, my teacher, Holy Spirit is teacher. And he was teaching me through the word of God, what Jesus paid for. When I would read what it, what the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit was and that the Holy Spirit is in me, that that's what Jesus paid for. I started to develop this hunger where I just didn't want mediocre Christianity. I didn't want to try to figure out a way to live by the spirit, white knuckle my way through, try harder, do better. I needed him to show up. I needed him to show up in me. And I'll tell you, I even started getting convicted, even though my husband, my ex-husband was totally in the wrong. He had secrets. He was doing the wrong thing. He was being deceitful. He was being manipulative. He was lying. He was cheating. He was stealing. He was using. 
the list is endless of what I was dealing with. But here's the thing. When you're walking with Jesus, we don't make excuses for our own actions and behaviors. And I stopped making excuses, even though he, what he was doing was wrong. If I responded out of my emotion, I apologized. Did he take advantage of it? Absolutely. But I'm not living to please him. I'm living to please the Lord. And it was that heart posture of saying, God, no, I really am living to please you. Yeah, what he's doing is wrong and what he's doing is not okay. And I didn't, I didn't apologize out of that uh, codependent or, you know, oh man, you know, he made me feel so bad and it's my fault and I shouldn't. No, when your heart is on track with the Holy Spirit and with the Lord, it's not from that place. It's not from victim. It's not from walking on eggshells and tiptoeing. It's really from a place where it's like, no, I want to honor you. I want to stop making excuses for that kind of behavior. I don't want to respond out of emotion. I don't want his mess to have control over me. I want the Holy Spirit to have control over me and produce self-control. So I started owning it. If I responded out of emotion, even though he caused it, all this stuff, right? All right, we already covered that. I would apologize. Yes, he jumped on that bandwagon and loved to make sure that I knew that what I did was wrong and all those things, but it didn't matter. I was walking in the freedom that I knew before the Lord, I was obeying and honoring him. And as I yielded to that component, when I started owning my actions and behaviors, even in the messiest season of my life, even in the hardest season of my life, even the the most painful season of my life, well, that's not true. I'm not even going to say the most painful. I've experienced a lot. This is just one I talk about a lot. Um, It was just a very overwhelming season of my life. I started owning that. And as I started owning that and I started apologizing, it was like the Holy Spirit started to help me recognize the test before I would react. And so I would be faced with another opportunity, right? It was another opportunity to see what my for, my faith life was saying. The faith meaning are we living as new creations through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit? That is a faith that we're supposed to be living from, knowing that the Holy Spirit in us is going to empower us to look very different than what our old nature would look like. And so as I'm getting tested and I'm getting pressed and I'm getting squeezed and he's messy and he's wrong and his behavior is out of control. And I recognize, oh, this is a test. And inside, very quietly, I'd be like, Holy Spirit, help me. And what came out of me was patience. Did it mean that I didn't say the truth? No, I said the truth because that same Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth was speaking through me in truth, because realize that you can't experience God's love without knowing his truth. And so you can't separate the true. Telling the truth is love. Would that make him react more? Yeah, he didn't like it when I was calm. He tried to flip it. He would gaslight the situation. He would try to turn the table. He would try to blame me. He would do all of these things to try to get me triggered to respond and react back so that he could have more excuses and more permission to continue on with his behavior. And I'm not saying I did this perfectly because I didn't, 
but the Holy Spirit was perfecting himself in me as I continued to yield. As time went on and I started recognizing those squeezing moments in something extreme and I'm walking with the Holy Spirit and well, I'm empowered with the Holy Spirit, walking with Jesus, diving into the word of God, I started to recognize the tests throughout the day. Like when my kids were misbehaving and it was hard and and my my mama emotions would want to come out, the fatigue would want to come out and all these things, right? I mean, it's just so normal until we understand that it's actually not normal as citizens of heaven. And I would just, I would recognize that test. I'm like, okay, they're getting to me. I feel the fatigue. I'm wearing down. Jesus, I need you. Holy Spirit, come. I know I've shared this before, but I'm going to share it again in case you didn't hear when I shared that story. But there was one time, and it's funny because my daughter brought it up to me the other day, um, where it, it was, this is after my divorce. I was a single mom with four kids. And um, I was getting so tested by their behavior where they were just like, just teasing each other and bickering and then demanding of me. And my little one was just whining and crying. And it was just like, I'm going to lose my mind. And I went into my bedroom. Before I did, I told my kids, I said, mommy's going to go on a timeout because I'm very frustrated right now. This is no joke. I actually said this. Mommy's going to go on a timeout because I'm very frustrated right now and I don't want to do something that I'm going to have to apologize for later. So don't knock on the door. Don't come in. I'm on a timeout. I would put myself on a timeout before the behavior so that I could go pray and let the Holy Spirit work in me because I knew if I didn't pull away, I was not going to pass the test and mama was going to have to go back and apologize and trust me. I've apologized a lot and I still do. I still blow it. I'm still in this process. I still get tested. But in this moment, I definitely passed the test because I didn't respond out of my emotion. I let the kids know. I went into my room. I shut that bedroom door. I'm not even kidding. I'm face down on the floor and I'm going, God, you're in me. And because you're in me, I know what's in me. The fruit of the spirit is in me. And that needs to come out of me, not the other stuff. So I need you to show up, God. And I'm not getting up from this spot until you show up. I know what I'm supposed to have in you. I'm supposed to have the peace, you know, and I'm praying and I'm begging and I'm asking God to show up, show up, show up, right? Whew, I think I'm good. I stand up. I open the door. I see my oldest son standing there. who's about eight at the time. And he's standing there. And instantly, I just felt that whole, like, I, the test is back. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm not there yet. And I just looked at him and I shut the door and I went back down on my face and I'm like, I know what's in me. The Holy Spirit is in me. And what's going to come out of me is peace, love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. And I'm suffering long right now, but I know the fruit that's going to produce. And I know the spiritual maturity that's going to come out of me. Holy Spirit, I'm yielding to you. Move powerfully in me and through me. And I just believed and I declared and I just... I just continue to contend for what belongs to me as a citizen of heaven, an empowered vessel of the Holy Spirit. And I got up and I opened that door and I went outside and I turned on some music and it was probably worship music on the TV. And I just, well, no, it was worship music on the TV. And I just started dancing and it was good. It was like Hillsong, I don't know, the Hillsong upbeat music. And I just started dancing and the kids are like, what is happening? Mom has completely 
lost her mind, but I continued to dance and I was happy and I was like, come on, you know, and I was in the kitchen and I was cooking and we had the music going and eventually the whole atmosphere shifted and we had a ton of fun. But that's kind of what it started to look like through my life through this series is I got to the point where I started recognizing those tests, even in the middle of my fatigue, even in the middle of those chaotic moments. And the more you start recognizing those tests where the enemy is right there, even even whispering ideas and thoughts in your head that are basically giving you permission to be pet, to be messy, to respond out of your emotion. But if you choose to silence those inner thoughts that don't look or sound like Jesus, and you realize that that pressing moment is about to produce spiritual maturity in you, and you choose not to respond and react out of your emotion, but you quietly ask the Holy Spirit to help you, to empower you, to fill you with more of him, he will. Because we are new creations in Christ Jesus. The old is gone. The new is here. That's 2 Corinthians 5.17. I want to read to you Ephesians 4.21-24. Since you've heard about Jesus and you've learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Lust means anything of the flesh. A lot of us, we, we just want to focus on lust being sex or sexual immorality or sexual thoughts. But the truth is, is lust is any desire of the flesh that is not of the spirit. And deception is when we convince ourselves and we give give ourselves permission to stay messy, to respond out of the flesh, like, well, it's because of that person or because of the situation, or if they didn't say that, then I wouldn't have done that. And if you know what I mean, that's deception. We're deceiving ourselves into believing that this is okay. So let me back up. Throw off your old, I just wanted to explain that real quick. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception instead. All right, this is what we're going to do instead. Let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. It's right there. It's in the word of God. We can't make this stuff up. No more excuses. Recognize the tests. It's time to pass them. It's time to walk in the freedom that Jesus paid for. It's time to be an empowered vessel of the Holy Spirit so that we stop killing our witness so that the world stops calling us hypocrites. And yes, I agree with them. When a Christian says that I'm a follower of Jesus and I'm a Christian, but we don't behave anything anything like Christ, we are a hypocrite. And it's right there in the word of God. The word of God reveals to us that we are supposed to look, sound, and act like our Father in heaven. This isn't something that we have to try to work out by ourselves. It's something that as we yield to the Holy Spirit, he just starts producing this fruit in our lives and we live free. The more I walked with God, and I'm not talking about going to church and attending Bible studies and memorizing scripture. I'm talking about intimacy. I'm talking about walking with him. I'm talking about connecting with him throughout the day, not even listening to a bunch of podcasts. My podcast can never, never, ever, ever replace intimacy in that relationship that Jesus paid for between you and your heavenly father. 
Jesus wants you to walk to him, walk with him. He wants you to talk to him. He wants you to go to him. He wants you to understand the relationship that you have with him. And that as you walk with him, the Holy Spirit is going to start just convicting your heart and showing you where the tests are and, and empowering you to live differently. And here's the thing. You got to stop justifying your wrong responses and your actions and behaviors. That is number one. If you want to start recognizing those tests and if you want to start passing them, then you have to realize that those excuses have got to go. Bad day of parenting, frustrated in your marriage, bad day at work, bosses on your case, employees aren't listening to you, the customer came in and treated you bad, traffic on the freeway, you name it. We get tested and it's time to pass them. It's time to stop making excuses. I also wrote this down this morning and I'm just going to read it. No more excuses. Excuses justifies our behavior, blaming a person or a circumstance and blame keeps us the victim. If we're the victim in life, we cannot live victoriously. When we're making excuses for our words, behaviors, and even our thought life, yes, those matter just as much to God because he knows about those innermost thoughts and those things in your heart that you're not dealing with and looking at, those even the subconscious things the Holy Spirit wants to bring them to your conscious thoughts so that you can deal with them because God knows the thoughts that are going to corrupt your heart, that you're going to see differently. It just it's it's a mess and we got to start dealing with those things. So yes, The thoughts, those secret thoughts, those matter to God, it also reveals a heart that's not growing. And we got to stop. We got to stop making excuses, period. As long as we're making excuses, we're finding a way out and we're compromising spiritual growth. Realize that if you're finding a way out and you're compromising your spiritual growth, you are going to continue to lift triggered. You are going to continue to be squeezed over and over and over again until you choose to yield to the process. As you yield to the process and you don't try to find a way out and you let it do its work, that's when the Holy Spirit can actually work inside of you. And that area that used to trigger you will be replaced with the fruit of the Holy Spirit and you won't have the emotion tied to it anymore. You become mature and free. It's powerful. It's amazing. And it's worth it. Does that make sense? Am I connecting everything well for you? The thing is, is as Christians, our life shouldn't look like that Britney Spears song. Whoops, I did it again. Whoops, I did it again. I'm sorry. Whoops, I did it again. That is not what our life in Jesus is supposed to look like. We're supposed to go from glory to glory and become more like him and then light up the world around us and show the world what it looks like to live free and filled with a joy and a peace that cannot be explained because they see that we're getting tested. They see that we're getting squeezed and what's coming out of us looks like him. Before you go, I've got a few things that I'd like to share with you that I think you're going to be very interested in. All right, so like I mentioned on my last podcast, I do want to let you know I don't have a podcast schedule in this season, so make sure that you've subscribed everywhere that you listen, on YouTube if you watch. Uh, Download my free ministry app. Just search Jillian Ahona Ministries. It'll pop up in your app store. Um, You can go on my website and you can subscribe to my newsletter. I've got several ways for you to be in the know. And if you've downloaded my app, you will, or, or signed up for my newsletter, 
letter, you'll be in the know. But also with my mobile app, I want to let you know, make sure that you sign in and log in. I don't use your information, so don't worry, but it's just a way for you to fully utilize the, the app. There's places for you to take notes. There's places like if I say something or you want to take a note on it and you can favorite your your uh, favorite podcast or, you know, video message that you've watched and then also make sure that you click yes to be notified because then you'll make sure that you don't miss anything that I'm putting out through this ministry. Um, and also I do words of encouragement daily. I don't want you to miss those. And throughout the day I do what I call prayer and praise breaks. And for some of you, you may have gotten those and you're kind of getting bored of those notifications. I would highly encourage you to use them as opportunities to stop the busy and connect with your heavenly father. That's the purpose of it because we get caught up in the busy all the time. And sometimes we have these like yucky mindsets that are taking us on a downward spiral and connecting with God and praising him is powerful. It's going to shift everything. So don't ignore those. Use them as those gentle little nudges to be like, ah, that's right. Get back to my heavenly father. So that's what you'll get through my mobile app. And also I'm really excited. Life is muddy. Updated edition is coming out. It is getting ready. It's going to be out next month. So stay connected with me so that you don't miss that date. I have gotten so much positive feedback from that book. I'm blown away, super humbled and honored that the Lord would use me in this way to just come alongside of men and women, people from all different walks of life and the, the feedback that I've gotten and how God has used that book to, to strengthen them, to encourage them, they've gotten freer through it, they, they understand things that they didn't understand before, rooted in their identity as a child of God, a lot of things that they'd wrestled with, they're not wrestling with those things anymore. So God has really used that book and I'm excited to get the updated edition in your hands, so please stay connected with me so you don't miss it. So... Those are my updates for now. Stay connected with me and I will see you next time. Be blessed. Thank you for joining me today. I believe in the Holy Spirit met you powerfully through this week's episode of Not Just Talk. Now for the real part. Let's take this conversation beyond talk and live it in our daily lives. Amen? Don't forget to come back for another episode of Not Just Talk.